your relationship with your past. Welcome back to Relationships First. It's David Duban. I'm so excited you're here because today we're talking about your relationship with your past. Another way of looking at this is timeline perception. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to splice in a podcast I did from 2018. And I will come back after that because why recreate the wheel when I already did it and I did it well? So I'll talk to you in a little bit. So in this episode, we're going to talk about timeline perception. And this is something that I think very few people realize is how we create context to our life and how we perceive not only our current circumstances, but all future circumstances are all really based upon this specific thing. So what is this timeline thing I'm talking about? So I want you to envision this in your mind's eye. Now, if you're driving, obviously, don't close your eyes and think of this, what have you. But at some point in time, you'll definitely understand what I'm talking about. So it's a line, pretty plain and simple. And there's a dot, and that's the origin point. So that's, in all likelihood, your birth. Now, from there is a line, and we're going to have that line come off horizontally from it and have an end with an arrow. It ends with an arrow because the end of that arrow, the very point of that arrow is the current now. So in that dot, depending on how long you've lived, equates to your origin, right? When you were born. And it's a straight line. There's no ups, downs or anything like that. But on that line are like hashtags, little, little dashes, like a ruler. So if you think of a ruler with all the dashes that represent inches and you know, centimeters, millimeters, all those types of things, whether you're metric or not. So in all the dashes that are on this represent, you know, decades and within decades you have years, within years you have months, weeks, days, and moments all filling this whole thing. So if you zoomed in, you'd be able to see every moment in your life. And if you zoomed back out, you would just see a dot, a bunch of, you know, smaller dots, some larger dot or dashes across it all the way up to the point. Now, the larger dashes not only represent, you know, centuries and and years and whatever, similar to that of a ruler, but there will be even larger dashes which, which signify large emotional context in your life, right? This is everything from finding your soulmate to uh, your first broken heart to, you know, any bouts of depression you've had to any bouts of ecstasy that you've had in your life. So you're going to see the highs and lows all on these dashes that contextually take up, you know, that timeline that you have. Now, the arrow never moves. That arrow never, ever moves. What moves, however, is the length of the line coming out of it. So that dot at the end moves further back the longer you live. The reason why the arrow doesn't move at the very front of this is because that's the now. See, if the arrow moved further than the now, then you'd be into the future, which is unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. But if you were to put dots representing all the outcomes of the future, they would go everywhere. But when you connect all the dots, it's a straight line. Because you know your past. It's 
your past is interesting because it's this linear line of events. The emotional ups and downs represented by the hash marks or the dashes that go perpendicular to that line. So now you have this context for your life, this perception bar of your life, representing by all these hash marks on there, representing, you know, the decades, the years, the months, the weeks, the days, and the moments within there, but also the larger ones on there are the emotional ups and downs. And they're, they're obvious. You know, for me, recently would be, you know, my friend's suicide. And even before that would be my friend who passed away of cancer. And then before that would be my mother who passed away of cancer. And I guess in between there would be uh, the loss of our cat. It would be my sister moving out and her excitement in that. It'd be the story my sister told. Uh, several stories my sister have told that were absolutely hysterical within that. It'd be the moments of joy that I've shared with my father. And like last night was our Sunday night hockey, the last day of Sunday night hockey and for the season and how exciting that was. Like, so there's all these, right? This is all context to our lives and who we are and how we perceive our life to be. Yours looks different than mine, however, right? And based upon yours, that gives you an idea uh, in a, and an identity to how you are and who you are. So some people, you know, way back when, or maybe it wasn't that far, had a major life event happen. Like, like in my case, right, my, one of my best friends committed suicide. And in, instead of dealing with it, instead of, under, you know, coming to terms with what that means to them, they took it as a personal thing. And they are victim to their friend doing that. And they picked up alcohol and said, you know what? Life isn't worth living if my best friend isn't here with me. And so they're dealing with it by not dealing with it. You see, and, and, and so the context of that life event has different meaning to that person than it does to me. See, here I am recording an episode of my radio show to be uploaded and talking about how to understand things to bring greater and more meaning into your life and not to end up being a victim to someone else's life and their circumstances and using that as a scapegoat for you to not take responsibility for you, your life and everything in it. So we all deal with things differently based on how we perceive it to be. So when you look at this timeline of your past and all the things that have happened, you're going to look at it in several ways. A, you're going to look at it as a victim to life you were never responsible for anything that happened to you. You were a victim of it. And I have strong feelings about victimhood as my mother felt a victim to life and circumstances of life. And because of that, she loathed a lot of things in her life. 
which wasn't good. It wasn't good for her. It wasn't good for our relationship or her relationship with many people either. But it made her who she was. Her identity was based upon the fact that things happened to her and not because of her. And when you when things happen to you and not because of you, you become a victim of your timeline. And when you're a victim of your timeline, you project victimhood into the future. And so things happen to you, but not because of you into your future. It's a direct your past is going to be a direct reflection of all things to come into your future, whether good or bad, even if great, you will still look at them poorly. A good example of this is the Christmas cards that I created for my mother. We did this. It was my sister, my brother and I. I shot photos against a green screen that I have. And then I transplanted us onto the background of uh, the pyramids, Big Ben and the Eiffel Tower. And us looking the same, us wearing the same ugly sweaters. And my mom, she wasn't looking at what we what we had done for her, but rather she was looking at the sweaters we were wearing. And because they were our fathers, she absolutely did not want the photographs. You see, so her perception had nothing to do with the time and effort we put in, but was associated with all the negatives of her past because she loathed her ex-husband. And because of that, it carried into all things into the future. It's everything is perceptual based. So that's why this timeline is vitally important to understanding who you are as an individual. And if you look at it in context without the emotions to it, you will realize that things happened for reasons and then you can attach those reasons to it afterwards. Let me give you an example here. My first girlfriend, serious relationship. I shared this in a prior episode where she, right, she spent a night with a gentleman, she cheated on me and told me about it. And I, during our conversation, I had realized that she didn't do what she did because she wanted to hurt me, right? She didn't, she didn't cheat on me because she wanted to hurt me. She cheated on me because she wasn't thinking about me. Do you get that? She did what she did because she was looking for pleasure. She wasn't looking to create pain. There's a difference here. But yet what we do is we say, I gave you my heart and you you used it and you hurt it. No, that's not what happened. See, Yes, there was trust there, trust that she wouldn't do that, but she did. Now, <clears throat> that would say I don't trust her, but the reasoning for her actions, once again, wasn't out of malice. It wasn't out of hate or spite. To me, it was out of finding and seeking pleasure in that moment that she was in because she was presented opportunities that she wanted to go after. And so she did. My reaction to that was just that. I realized that I couldn't trust her because of that. That doesn't mean I couldn't trust any woman because of that. But I couldn't trust her because of that. 
I also realized, right, her actions were her own and it wasn't despite me. She still loved me. She still cared about me. But she didn't do it in spite of any of that. So I'm able to separate her actions from the emotions that go with it and realize that. And when I realize that, it puts in a different category. I don't have to be angry at her for it. I don't have to be spiteful towards her because of that. Like, I learned that a long freaking time ago, and I'm glad I did. It's changed a lot of my viewpoints to events that have happened in my life from that point forward. Realizing where my mother was, where my mother was, in relationship to what was going on with her, also helped me deal with her. Now, my one of my best friends here who took his own life, it's a, that's a little more difficult, right? It's a little more difficult to realize the reasoning for it. Like I, I really don't know. That hurt? Well, yeah, but am I going to find out? Maybe, maybe not. But either way, he's not struggling. He's not in the pain that he was in. And it was his choice, not mine. I, so I can't change what happened. I can't change his mind. I can't change what happened. I really can't change much about it. But I do know this, that I love him. And that's never going to end. Like, my love and appreciation for our friendship is never not going to end because he's not here. Can I honor him because I knew him? Absolutely. Is that my plan? Yes. Am I going to let what his actions dictate the rest of my life? No. Is it worth me doing? No. You know, because, because he did what he did, is that going to stop me from living my life? It cannot. If it did, then I'm letting someone else's actions control who I am, my identity of myself, and all that I do. Is that worth it to me? Am I helping another person by doing that to myself? Absolutely not. So the question is, how are you going to deal with those things that happen in your life? Or how have you been dealing with them? If you want to honor the person who's not here any longer, if you want to honor your even just your past alone, write things down. Be an appreciation of things that have happened in your life because in the context that they're in right now, it doesn't have to stay that way. You can change your past by changing your association with the things that happened. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to talk deeper into how to do that and why that's so invaluable. But you can start today doing that so things have different meaning for you. And when they have different meaning for you, you find passion where you you never thought you had it. You find things in your life to be motivating and to be exhilarating, to be exciting that you never thought you could before find. But you, without this timeline and knowing where these dashes are, where these things, these events happen in your life, like I can't tell you the date, like not off the top of my head anyway, that she called me albeit it was like the day before prom that she called me to tell me that, but I don't know what day that was. 
like I know that event happened. And I know that event, you know, to the extent that it happened, sucked. But my understanding of it made it into something so much more different that allowed me to deal with pain in my life so much more different than so many other people that I've ever met. And that was early on. I was 17. You know, dealing with my mother's passing was different because I understood what I knew. I knew what I knew, which is, I talk about the four stages of belief. If you haven't heard that one, I recommend listening to that episode is that deals a lot with this. It's, it's absolutely monumental how life can change based upon your perception of past events. And they don't have to stay the way you've always thought of them or felt about them. They can change. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about that. But knowing that timeline and how to perceive that timeline in your mind's eye is, is pretty invaluable to helping you relate to other people. So a little bit more before I go here is if an event takes place in your past or has taken place in your past, like a severe breakup, oftentimes what we do, and I'm just using severe breakup as an example. It doesn't have to be the thing. It could be anything. It could be someone's passing. It can be a car accident. It can be what a traumatic event or an event that's, and I'm using trauma because a lot of people focus more on the trauma than we do the good things. You know, if 99 out of a hundred times you left your house and nothing bad ever happened to you. The one time one bad thing happens to you, you're going to begin associating that one bad thing with the next. And that's what, that's what we do. We take that one bad thing that happened and we associate that with, I can't get in a car because I got in a car accident. I got, I got in a car accident. Yeah, but that was one time out of maybe even thousands of times. But yet now we dwell on it as if it's going to happen as if, it is an inevitability. And that is not the case. This is the timeline and our perception based on timelines. All right, I am back. That was the episode from 2018 that I just played for you, Timeline Perception. And I hope you realize now that your relationship with your past is what equates to your future. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about changing your future by changing your past. And you might be thinking, what are you talking about, David? Find out by listening to the next episode. I assure you, there is power in what I'm sharing with you. There's so much to this that I want to bequeath to you, that I want to give you so you have the power to change literally your future self, just like that. But the reality is, even teaching you this stuff does not, does not equate to implementing if you would like further knowledge on this, then join our private community at relationships-first.com. That's relationships with an S-first, F-I-R-S-T dot com. Join our private community there. Also, if this was useful for you, if this is helpful, then share this out. Rate this channel. Let us know what you think. But in the private community... Guess what? You can have more of a say of what goes on. And that being said, I'm David Dubay, and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.